Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. All right, it is time for Fix It Radio KLZ five sixty. Today is uh, December the ninth, and the year is almost over. In fact. Uh, as far as you guys calling in with questions and so on, as we get into the holidays here, we've got this show and next week, and then we're into the holiday schedule where we'll have a couple of weeks off for those weekends of the holidays. So if you've got anything uh, in particular that you'd like to call in and chat about, uh, today and next week would be the days to do so because we will not be taking live calls those two weeks after. Steve Horvath with me, Geno's Auto Service, and I always enjoy having Steve come in a little early and morning. help me out here, so I appreciate that very much. And how's Steve and how's Geno's? No, doing well, doing well. A little uh, snow. A little snow. I loved it. I it's shoveled right. a little bit. That was kind of fun this That's morning. That's all right. So, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Good stuff. It, uh, it helps. It also tests us all a little bit. You know, we need we'll, to get those couple into under we'll, our belt. We'll talk about that a little yeah. bit in Drive Radio today as well, and it applies here to Fix It Radio as well. Hopefully... All of you listening have got things dialed in winter-wise because, yes, it's here. I mean, in Colorado, especially for a lot of you folks that maybe are new to the state, haven't lived here before, uh, yeah, we can get pretty spoiled because like this last week, we can have some – there was one day, Steve, this past week, I can't remember exactly what time, it was Monday or Tuesday, it was almost 70 degrees. Yeah, it was mid-60s. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can have wonderful. really, really nice days, and it sort of uh, fools you. <laughs> Makes you think, oh, it's going to be like this forever. Well, no, it's not. We have these, you know, these types of storms that we have just gone through. And those of you listening to a replay, possibly even Tuesday, I don't know exactly what it's going to be on Tuesday. Actually, I had my weather report a second ago, so hold on. I can probably tell you Tuesday's looking uh, still still not super warm. It's not going to be like it was this past week. So Saturday today, a high of thirty four to thirty eight. Sunday, forty eight to fifty two. A little colder than that on Monday at 47 to 51. And then Tuesday, where some of you will be listening to this show as a replay, 40 to 44 as a high is all. So, um, yeah, those 70-degree days that we had last week doesn't look like we're going to have any of those back anytime soon. And this time of the year, it can very well not just snow, but then, Steve, get very, very cold. And I've got some some things I want to talk about when it comes to cold weather on prepping, making sure you've got things done for your house. Some of you may be going away for the holiday, and we'll talk a little bit about what you need to be making sure that you're doing you know, prior to leaving. And then I talked uh, a couple of weeks ago, might have even been last week, and I got an email on this this week, where I was talking about some of the water sensors that uh, folks can put on their system to determine whether there's an ongoing water leak. Well, I was informed by somebody, and I don't have this with my water company, but some of the the water, the utilities that are out there, have the ability for you to set up a monitoring system right on your account. And where if you know that you've got, in this case, they had a humidifier that uses about a gallon an hour all the time. So even when they're gone, they're using a gallon of, of you know gallon of water an hour in the wintertime with their humidifier. And I'm, I may be off on my gallon per hour. Sure, but sure. Regardless, they've got a preset amount that they know they're using. And then they've already got an alarm set where if they start using more than that, the water company sends them an email notification. So in their case, they don't necessarily have to put any kind of a 
device on. Now, I'm still one where I feel like that secondary device to monitor what's going on, especially if you're somebody that leaves your home uh, you know, quite often, yeah, would not be yeah. a bad idea to have some of you that are on a well that don't have any ability along those lines. I still think some of those monitors are a good thing. But somebody did mention that some of the utilities now have that ability to track, monitor, and send you an email if there's some constant flow going on with water that just doesn't look quite right. So, anyways, just a just a side mm. note there. Uh, Eva, you're next, or is it Ava? Did I say that? is it Eva or Ava? <laughs> Either one will work. Thank you. Thank you. you. I'm very well. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm happy to get through to you with a question. Okay, let's do it. You guys are so helpful. So um, I have a septic system, and I have um, a toilet upstairs I don't use very often, and there's a ring above the water line, and I don't want to use any chemicals to compromise my system. Uh, what would you suggest? You're going you're gonna to have to. And the little bit that you'll use to get those stains off in the general uh, realm of what's going on in the septic system, I'm in the same situation that you're in, uh, Eva, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. But there's times where you're not going to have any choice, just like when you're doing you know, laundry and so on. Folks like you and I watch very closely what we use for soaps and things like that because we don't want to contaminate and mess up the bacteria that's in the septic tank. But in your case, you won't have any other choice but to use some sort of a, a you know, a chemical, uh, soft scrub, something along those lines where you can actually get those stains out. It, and, and again, the little bit, you know, you're not using a lot. I mean, the little bit that you would put on a brush or a sponge isn't going to be enough to really bother anything. Right. Would you suggest um, a brand that would be the best? I like the soft scrub with bleach. That's the first thing I would use on it to see if it'll take it out. That's what I use, and that's what I that's what I like. So yeah, so bleach. I was told I shouldn't use, but you shouldn't. Uh, so but that little bit that you're doing to try to get those stains out. Again, you know, even us, we use a little bit of bleach from time to time in the laundry. You don't have any choice. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to do it, and it's not going to go anywhere but the septic system. Now. In turn, when you've done some of that, what I would personally do is just make sure you're adding back in some of the bacteria that will, you know, you can start that growth again. You know, I wouldn't do it right after, but, you know, a week or two after, go ahead and throw some additional uh, conditioner for the septic tank back into it. It'll just make that bacteria grow. And, and what kind of conditioner? What would... Oh, there's all sorts, uh, Eva. And, and for this is everybody listening to when it comes to septic systems, you don't have to do this on too routine of a basis you know a couple times a year eva you can put there's all sorts of just uh, in fact what i would do is do you have somebody you normally you, you normally use to pump your tank no okay and how often are you pumping it that's the next question i should ask uh actually i live alone and i haven't had to pump it <laughs> i very rarely uh, and, and again, I'm only two in our household, so not a lot different than you, but we pump ours. Again, when I had kids and everybody there, we'd pump it more often about every other year. But with, with just the two of us now, I've pushed that off to every you know third or fourth year. In your case, one person, I would still pump it every five years, minimum. Okay. I'm writing that down. And my point and there is, is whoever you're getting to pump it, they will tell you what they because typically what they do is they know your area, they know your tanks, they know your systems and so on, and they actually know pretty well what type of product to use. I would ask them. I, okay. Thank you so much. Okay. And again, there's all sorts of them on the market. I'm not saying there's anything that's any better than the other, but what I have found is 
Talk to the folks that provide that service, and they'll know as well as anybody what to use for you in your area. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. And if you do that on top of what I just said with some of the cleaning supplies, you'll be fine. You won't have any issues. Well, thank you. You're very welcome, Eva. Thank you for calling and enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Joe, what's going on in Jersey? John, two things. One, uh, dishwashers. My sister and I were over at my sister-in-law's house, and she was complaining that her dishwasher wasn't cleaning well. And I said, when was the last time you you checked the filter or the screen? She said, what filter? What screen? (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Good one. So uh, for those who don't know, modern dishwashers, uh, to save water, recirculate. They they do an initial dump of water, and then there's a recirculation pump. A conical filter, maybe three inches tall, that's a screen-type filter, and it will plug up with uh, food particles and whatnot, and you won't get the And So um, you want to check that, I would say, twice a year at least. If you don't pre-rinse your dishwashers, and I know that there are some dishwasher detergents that I'm losing you, Joe. Are you in a? Uh, there we go. Have I got you now? Yeah. There we yeah. go. Say that. Say uh, that last part one more time because we lost you. Yeah, there are some dishwashing detergent companies that advertise you don't need to pre-rinse your dishes. Well, you yeah, do, you do. Because if you don't, you're gonna you're gonna plug that little screen yeah. up anyway. If you haven't checked your screens recently, yeah, you, good you one. need to do that. Good idea. Second, a little trick um, on cleaning out your dryer vent. I've got a smart dryer, and the other day the little uh, vent light came on, that you know, indicating a partial blockage. Right. Um, now, the, the easy way, if you have a short 25-foot or less, easiest way to do it is get an electrician's tape, not a plumber's uh, snake, but an electrician's snake. Bend a little U on the end, a little hook with maybe a one-inch tail, and push that all the way through first. And then uh, take a toilet brush, cut most of the handle off, drill a hole through the stub of the handle, and then pull that toilet brush with the round bulb back through that pipe. But if you've got a long, like I did, I took my leaf blower. Yep. Put a nylon. Best way to do it. Put a nylon. Yep. Now, I'm going to recommend that you blow it from the outside back in, because if you've got a, a jam, and you try to blow it from the inside out, you're just going to wedge that jam even yep. tighter into the, into yep. the turn. Yep, I have found the same thing. Uh, now, for some of you listening, depending upon where your where your duct is, that might be a little more difficult. Some of those end up being, you know, depending upon what story house you have and where they placed everything. But, you know, you may have to use a ladder or something along those lines. But, yeah, just know where that is. Be careful. But, yeah, I think blowing it both ways is the way to go, Joe. Yeah, and, um, oh, and if you're going to do the toilet brush, one suggestion um, when the snake comes out the other end and you and you hook the toilet brush with the hand, most of the handle cut off, tie a strong cord to the toilet brush just in case it gets yeah, wet. Good idea. As you, that way you can pull it back out. So if you're pulling that snake and all of a sudden it jams, uh, you yeah. want to be able to pull that toilet brush back out the way it came in. Great idea. So have a, a stout cord. But, um, again, you got that little vent, the outside vent cover, typically a couple of screws, It'll come off, and, uh, and on the inside, I told my wife, on the flex hose, I had a piece of um, nylon screening. I just put that over the flex hose with a stout rubber band, and I said, just hold this pipe, and I went outside with the leaf blower and just blew it right back, and it just filled it filled that uh, flex hose. We had to have a three-foot hunk of, of flex hose, and it filled that flex hose with trapped lint. So uh, 
if you don't want to snake it, you can, and you got a leaf blower, just use yep. the leaf blower. That works. Really, I've done um, that in the past. It works very well. But uh, and again, if you want to use a toilet brush, when I say to, they make toilet brushes, that basically the end of the brush is just like a round ball. They actually now like make too, as you know, Joe, an actual brush end that goes in the dryer vent. If you want to get, you know, really. I don't know what they, I've never looked at one to see what they cost, but you can actually buy the whole, uh, you know, a, a brush that fits the diameter of that tube also. Yeah, uh, but, you know, but if you don't want to go that far, go to Walmart, buy a, a straight-handled toilet brush that has the round ball on the end. Right. Cut everything off except a two inches of a, leave two inches of the handle, take your drill, put a, uh, drill a hole through that remaining two-inch handle stub, and then when your snake comes out the other end, hook that, uh, you know, put it through that little hole, that little handle stub, and then pull that toilet brush back towards you. Um, and that'll do a good job, too. If you've got a short run, um, again, I unfortunately, I have about a 50-foot uh, pipe that runs all the way through my garage, so I wasn't able to That's quite a bit. use the... Uh, yeah. Th- yeah. And rule of thumb, and, and if again, you don't have to go 50 feet, don't. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, with the way they built the house and where they put the laundry room, uh, they had no choice but to yeah. do about a 50-foot run of pipe. Unfortunately, um, that's going to be a continual thing for you, as you know. Right. But, again, uh, but the leaf blower, John, in my case, worked perfectly. And, again, by the way, in one of my, my old house, one time we were having a similar problem. I took off the hose. I had the equivalent of a dead rabbit, uh, yep. just a wad. Yep. Uh, I mean, I pulled out. It must have weighed four pounds and it was solid it was right in the angle um so it can get it can get oh yeah that's why i say sure can uh, that's why i say if you and if you have one of those try to blow it out you're only going to wedge it in tighter that's why I'm, I'm suggesting that uh if you can blow it from the blow it from the outside back in because if you've got a big serious wad like that you'll just wedge it tighter into that corner into yeah. that turn and your jams is typically into one of those 90 degree elbows good point so uh, that's my recommendation on uh, dishwashers and cleaning your dryer bits. Good deal. So, good deal. Joe, appreciate you. Right, you bet. Have a good rest Thanks. of your day. Jeff in western Montana. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, I've been looking at some sunshine here for a change. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll have a very nice day. I think it might even be warmer than you guys. Uh, probably will. We're not going to get super warm today, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Regarding Ava, I have a couple of comments, and then uh, Eva, I'm sorry, it was Eva, not Ava. Um, and then a comment on portable humidifiers. Sure. Um, we live we live on a septic system, too. As a matter of fact, I just had it pumped. When we first moved into this house five years ago, five and a half now, I had the system taken care of because I had no idea what shape it was in. Mm-hmm. So I, had, I had the septic tank pumped and uh, had the, the lines out in the leach field jetted. Oh, nice. We're going to be clear. Yeah, good job. And, uh, and when I talked to the, the guy who pumped the tank, he said, yeah, probably three of you in the house, size of the house and everything, about every five years Good is what you need. And uh, I just had him out again this year because it was a five-year point. Yep, and there you go. Did it? He did it and looked at it and goes, you know, you guys, you could probably go six or seven years. Hmm. So, um, and it was about $425 to have it done. You're cheap. Um, We're double that here. Yeah, um, well, you know, uh, makes you makes you want to buy a truck. 
Yep, yeah, he's a uh, septic system slash pastor out of Roman, Montana. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so this is his day job. He, so he deals with crap job. all the time. Yeah, say. <laughs> yes, he does. In all kinds of form. All four kinds of form. Uh, oh, yeah. we laugh, but it's really kind of true, actually. Yeah, and regarding... Uh, so she probably needs to have somebody come out and check it and do it. But I, for somebody like her, maybe in a small house, every 10 years, maybe. So if she hasn't lived there 10 years. She's yeah, and again, a lot of that's going to depend upon. She needs to have somebody look at it because a lot of that, Jeff, as you know, depends upon size of system, how big is the leach field, how old is the system. There's a lot of factors there. So I, I will not give a time frame on that because somebody that's in that world needs to come out and look at it for, and they'll give to your point. They'll they'll tell you pretty much how often they need to be out and looking at it. They can tell by what it looks like now, when the last time it was pumped, and so on, and get a good idea. Right. And regarding putting chemicals down in it, um, a lot of folks get all kinds of paranoid. And I listened to a, a guy years ago who knew about this kind of stuff. And if you stop to think about it, um, the size of the tank and the leach field and everything. The amount of chlorine you would have to pour in there, I doubt a gallon of bleach could do, uh, you know, if you just poured it right into the system, you might be affecting some stuff. But to put, you know, Agreed. a couple of bleach in your laundry. Yeah, yeah. in the grand in scheme, you know, you, most systems are, for those of you listening, most septic systems have minimum, Jeff, of probably... Uh, you know, any any you know any three to four bedroom house is going to have at least a thousand gallon tank, if not a fifteen hundred gallon tank, and then to your point, going out into the leach field and so on. So yeah, uh, you know, and, and if you think about it, you know, fifteen hundred gallon tank. What's a gallon? You know, literally, if you poured a gallon down there, what's it doing to that fifteen hundred gallons? Not much. Yeah, I mean, and and even. You have to stop and think what's happening before it gets there. If you That's look right. inside a sewer pump pipe, there's all sorts of sludge and junk mm-hmm. in there. And that's all going to react with the chlorine in the bleach, and it'll turn turn into chlorate. But uh, yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing no- for folks, those of you that have septic systems, and some of you maybe, again, moving in to a area where maybe you haven't had one in the past or it's been a long time since you have one, the biggest thing you want to do is, to your point, Jeff, I don't get too nervous about what we're using as far as, you know, laundry detergent, how much bleach and so on. I mean, we don't go overboard by any means. But the the biggest thing is no flushable wipes down the toilet of any kind. No, no type of, of, you know, Kleenex or anything like that can go down the system. I mean, you you can't put what you would normally put, you know, chewing gum, things like that. You're not going to put those sorts of things down your system where, you know, where you're used to having a city sewer, some of those things, you know, they don't like it on the other end, but you can still do some of that and be okay. The other thing that's a no-no with septic systems is do not put the little tidy bowl guys in the toilet where there's a constant flow of chemical in the toilet and things like that. If you if you just stay away from the things I just said, Jeff, you're fine. Yeah, tidy bowl actually destroys some of the... Uh rubber and uh yeah those are it's just kind of a a, even the little mints and things like that that people put around the the rim and so on yeah those are things that in a septic system world you don't want to do right in fact and and, well if you have and really quick for a lot of you that have company here's another thing my wife and i have done if you have any kind of company that may not know how septic systems work we have little signs in every one of our bathrooms that describe exactly what i just said jeff yeah because because people that aren't used to one don't know what to put down it. Right. They think, oh, it's magic. Yeah. It's just going somewhere they can't see anyway, so who cares? But 
Uh, believe me, when the guy comes to pump it and there's a bunch of flushable wipes and things like that or they're floating at the top, they're going to charge you extra for that because they have to fish those out. Right. The only thing he took out of ours was some hair because I live with women. And yeah, that's, that's pretty normal. So, yep, uh, yep. Yeah. So, no, I mean, and, and again, those for some of you that have septic systems, maybe, again, you, you, you may be new to the area or you're new to a house and you don't know some of these things and – no offense, Jeff. A lot of times the realtors and even home inspectors and so on, they are not explaining some of these things like like what you and I are talking about right now. Uh, yeah, those are things that you – there's just certain things you don't want to put down. Let's just say it that way. Now, how, how would Eve know, Eva know how big her tank is? Uh, when they come and pump it, they pretty much can tell. They and can usually tell. there's a record on the house itself, and depending upon the age of the house. But in Colorado, most of those are documented through – uh, through the health department, actually, is where most of those are documented to where you know exactly Good. you know what the size of the tank is, how old it is, so on and so forth. In Colorado, you can't sell a house without having a septic system inspection done prior to sale. So, Jeff, you're a little bit unique up there. Here, everything you did would have come with the sale of the house no matter what because that's a new law in Colorado from, from several years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then real quick... For her in her toilet, um, I get them at Home Depot, but you can find them a lot of different places. There's a pumice stone that you can buy that will scrape those off and not damage the porcelain. Good idea. And so if she wants to avoid chemicals, use that as a first try. And if there's anything left, then she can get the soft scrub out. But I'm with you on that. Like we said earlier, I mean, for the little bit you're going to put down that trying to, you know, even... Even cleaning the toilets, Jeff, I mean, I, I still use regular chemicals to clean the toilets and so on. I mean, I, that, that stuff doesn't bother me. It's not hurting the septic system enough to bother it. No, those bacteria are resilient. It's not like you're wiping out 90%. You Correct. Might, if you really, really try, you might get rid of 1% or 2%, and they'll just bounce right back. That's their job is yes. to grow. So that's right. That's if right. If feeding them, they'll grow. That's right. Um, Good point. And real, one, one real quick thing on humidifiers um, – I think I mentioned this a couple of years ago that uh, I was in a rental and I noticed that our stove flame, we had a uh, propane stove and the flames were orange. And I thought, oh my God, the stove's bad. But I traced it back, uh, I can't remember how, but to the fact that I was not using distilled water in my portable humidifier. And so the minerals from that were getting in the air and turning the flame orange. And I uh-huh. verified that by putting the humidifier next to the range. Uh, huh. with off, and, and the range was nice and blue, and I turned it on and it turned orange. So if you have orange flames in your house uh, on, on your stove, do not assume you have a problem with the stove. It uh-huh. might be the water you're putting in your portable humidifier. Good point. Good point. Okay. So, so we, bought, we bought a distiller, and I'm using only distilled water now. And uh, I have makes sense. I, I never thought of that. Makes total sense. So just a couple of things yeah, awesome. to make your life easier. Awesome. Appreciate it. Jeff, thank you, by the way. Appreciate it very much. And producer Ann, who, by the way, has clean houses for a living in the past, said, be careful on the pumice stone. So, Jeff, if you're still listening, I just got this text message in. Be careful on that, especially on some of the older toilets. Some of those stones could damage the porcelain, so you need to kind of be careful of that and, and try that first. Uh, again, I'm not a big, I'm, I'm, it wouldn't bother me to use a chemical on that as well. My wife, because we have this issue at times at our house she likes the zep acidic toilet bowl cleaner which does a really good job of getting rid of some of those stains so eve if you're still listening uh they sell the they sell that pretty much everywhere so it's a zep product zep is big in our world yeah Yeah, they sell it everywhere home depot uh lowe's uh 
in this case, Staples, you name it. It's sold in a lot of different places. Uh, Zep Acidic Toilet Bowl Cleaner. We'll be right back, guys. Don't forget, Allen Stack, Stack Optical. If you've got some leftover FSA or HSA money that you're trying to deal with by the end of the year, Allen can help you with that. You can use that for an eye exam, uh, contacts even, of course, new prescription for your glasses. If you need some glasses made, he can do even things for folks that don't have a prescription you name it, he's got it. Designer frames, or he'll custom make things for you. Whatever you happen to need when it comes to your eyewear or eye exam, go to Allen Stack, Stack Optical, 303-321-1578. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. 
If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. I should have mentioned this. I apologize uh, coming into the show today. Our main line, which you've all been using anyway, is 303-477-5600. Call us. We'll get you right on air. Or you can text us as well, 307-200-8222-307-200-8222. I'll get the text line brought up. If you've got a a question, comment, anything along those lines, uh, feel free to text us, and we can take it that way as well. Wade from Premier Home Remodels. What's going on, sir? John, what's happening? I'm very well. How are you, sir? Oh, good. We're in uh, Granby, up in Granby, Colorado. Grand County misses you. Ah, yeah, I'd like to get back up that way. You know that. <laughs> no, we're uh, we're just up here, and, and I'm actually looking at feasibility of starting to, you know, expand up to mountain building which which is fascinating that this topic came up today too um i just wanted to make a comment quick about the septic systems yes. and how that plays into their home as well that so one thing just to keep have callers keep in mind here is if their home is on a septic system make sure and they're planning on expanding their home so if they're adding an addition an additional bathroom um make sure that you're getting the proper people in there in order to to check the septic system to see if your current septic system can withstand the addition of that right. type of space Correct. as well. Correct. Just for their own protection. And like it, it really what it what it comes down to is protecting themselves so that the that their systems itself. That's why, you know, we try to push everybody to make sure that they're using the proper professionals, licensed, insured people, in order to make uh, make Good sure point. that those decisions are made properly. And because so, you and I have talked about this before, everybody, you know, we we think or you assume that it's off of the amount of bathrooms you have in the house, but it's not. Nah, it's figured off it's of not. this. You know, the size yeah. itself. It's sized according to how many bedrooms you have, not bathrooms you have. Correct, because they don't know. You don't know how many people are within those like i grew up on a hundred year old farmhouse in uh in north central iowa and we had one bathroom for uh for eight of us um for the majority so (laughs) but you know i just cringe to think about how that could work in today's society uh, like you know and and with new new home builds so you just like just make sure like like i said make sure you're you're bringing the proper professionals in to make make all those decisions. Yeah, because you know, especially you know, as you know, Wade, that really comes into play typically more so when you, as I said earlier, in Colorado now there's a law, and it's been on the books. I want to say since about 2015 or so. So it's been now seven or eight years. I make it sound like it was just yesterday, but time flies. But yeah, the law in Colorado now is Wade. You can't make that transfer to the next 
homeowner without going through that yep. proper inspection and somebody has to come through and verify the system and make sure it's working properly there's no uh, there's no need for any kind of repairs or anything along those lines that all has to be done now yeah and i would encourage them to take that a step farther so if you're in there, if you have purchased say you want to expand so say you want to expand the footprint of your house if you want to you know add an additional bathroom bedroom whatever have those pe- same people through to make sure that your system's going to sustain the space that you have as well good point so just take take that extra step if you're going through uh any type of renovation um uh just for their own protection yeah and in a lot of cases depending upon you know the home and you know this way you you get it has to have a you know septic engineer come and look but typically there's ways to expand leach fields and tanks and add another 100%. tank if you've only got yeah. one tank so there there's you know there's the ability to deal with what you're talking about but to your point you you need to deal with it or you're going to have other issues yeah yeah we just um we've looked at a couple of properties down in southern colorado where that that um septic expansion is necessary yes. so yes. Like, and that's a way and it's way easier to do the expansion rather than ripping. I don't want people to think you have to rip out the entire, you know, the entire system and then restart over. There's expansions, correct? Uh, expansions that can occur as well. And like you said, expansion of leach fields. It just you need just the proper planning in place yep. in order to. Make That's sure right. That all those things That's right. Yep. No, you're you're, hundred percent. And and again, for a lot of folks that maybe you're moving in or you've now thought about having to your point, wait a mountain home or something along those lines. If you've never had a septic system, it is not the same as a regular sewer system, and you need to kind of know what you're doing on the front side because, as I said, mm-hmm. you there's just certain things that can no longer get – you know, just can't go down the toilet any longer. Even even and particular I, I type would, of toilet paper that you may have been used to using prior, you may not be able to use with a septic system. Totally, and I love your tip of putting signs in each one of the bathrooms because it doesn't matter – how many times you tell your guests yeah, that's right. <laughs> about like about what the do's and don'ts are if it's not staring in them in the face and it's not part of their normal routine yep, yep. uh then it's going to get it's probably going to be missed that's so right little tip of just putting a sign in is, is wonderful that's what we did and those are re- by the way they're readily available it's not hard to do and if you want any if any of you listening want some ideas on that send me a text message i can even send you a picture of what we use and in our house and again even though we're you know, way you know i mean we're living there but you know you always have guests and people that roll through or you know you just never know and to your point having those there as a reminder to those people without having to say hey before you go to the bathroom don't do this this and just put a sign in there and then it's just self-explanatory yep and it's you know it's less invasive you know from a person-to-person perspective like correct it's a way easier way to go about it correct too. and we just leave them in there all the time they're easy you just put them on the you know, somewhere near the toilet or the back of the toilet, even if it's if it's available, or you can hang it on the wall behind the toilet. Whatever, I mean, whatever works for you, it works really well. And I know it sounds kind of elementary, but but you know, any 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 more weight again down in this this area, Jeff up in Montana, he's really blessed as far as that goes because down here, getting your system pumped is double what he's paying. Yeah, it's getting close to a yeah. thousand bucks down here to have a system pumped. Yeah, every unfortunately, as you get closer to city every all costs are going up that's, that's right that's just the way that, it is. Yeah, it's that's just, just the, the way, way it is you're right yeah. correct yep good one wait well, i appreciate john. it yeah, thank yeah. you appreciate enjoy it, enjoy your day yeah. and yeah. thanks for calling man i appreciate you yep we'll thank, talk to you, soon. you bet well that's again wade from premier home remodels one of our sponsors find him at fixitradio.com 
as well. John and Cheyenne, you're next. Good morning. How much snow did you guys get down there? Uh, depends on where you're at. Out here towards the station, a couple inches over my way, uh, west west side, uh, four to five. Oh, not in the right home about then. No, I mean, it wasn't huge by any means. I mean, none, I, mean I, I pushed my place this morning, so, you know, enough to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got missed to the south. I, I have to go out with a push broom and brush the deck off. That's oh, no, it. I pushed, you know, my place this morning, I pushed four to five inches. Oh, nice. So, um, and I guess you got Richard out working this morning? Oh, he was out all night, yeah. <laughs> you know, so going on septics, when we built our house going on 20 years ago, uh, our second floor came unfinished because that's the way it came, and we right. knew that going in. But we told our our GC that we were going to put a third bedroom and bathroom up there. Nice. And they sized the system nice. based on what we were going to do, not what we did. And then my septic guy, I got, I've used the same guy to pump it out of, you know, a few times. He comes out. He goes, you didn't really need a pump. I usually call him at about the five-year mark. He goes, you could probably go seven or eight years because it's just most of the time just the two of us. But... For the $400 that he charged the last time, it's worth the peace of mind to have yep. it pumped a little yep. sooner than too long. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if you go too long, the thing that happens for a lot of you listening to, this is where you've got to be careful not to go too long, is you can have, there's baffles and things like that, as you know, John, where they can get yep. clogged and plugged, and then it costs you more when they do. So the little bit that you might think you're saving by extending that service interval out a little bit, you'll pay that back and having some of those other things clean and handled. So I, I'm more on your side. I'd rather clean it more often than wait yeah. too long and have to have to dink around with some of those other things. Yeah, and the nice thing, and the, the first time they came out, he said this to me. He said, you don't put anything in the septic. You don't use Ridex or anything like that. He goes, there's enough bacteria. He goes, if you're worried that maybe something got down there that's killing the bacteria, Flush a packet of yeast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, And they make little packets. I, I use something very similar to that, John, that I got from a guy years ago yeah. that's really just a sort of a hyper yeast, I guess you could call it. And yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I do a couple times a year. So, and, so a lot of times if we're going out of town for five or six days, my wife will just go in her baking closet and get out the equivalent. She has the big jar of yeast, so she gets out the equivalent of what a packet is. I think it's two tablespoons or something like that. She knows. And we'll flush it right before we leave, and then we don't have any is- uh, any issues because it'll just sit on top yep. while we're gone because there's really nothing going into the septic when you're gone. If right. there is, then you got a water leak. Right. The other thing, and I don't know if you covered this. I, I, was, I, I didn't come on until about the uh, 925 mark. If you're on a septic, then you're on a well. Not always. See, I, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of folks here in town. They're like always. me. I've got city water, but a septic still. But when you had your place up in uh, up outside of Grand Lake, that yeah. was on well and well and septic. And that well yeah, my place in Breckenridge is still septic and, and well as well. But down here, I'm well in city. Or sorry, oh, I mean, I'm septic in city water. Oh, have they? You got to be up here in Cheyenne. They had a big issue every time the city would annex a a section of what used to be unincorporated Laramie County into the city limit. Uh-huh. Then they would find ways to condemn people's septics. Interesting. And tell them they had, to tie, and they had to tie into the city water and sewer at their own expense. 
Yep, that's we pretty can't. normal. Steve, it's funny. Steve and I at the last break were talking a little bit about that. That I think some of the areas around town are it, eventually it, it'll be it'll be forced kind of in that same manner, John. I think that'll happen here as well. Yeah. They'll, they'll, their goal is to get everybody on on sewer, of course, versus having them on septic for obvious reasons. Right. Oh yeah. But so when we talk on uh, Friday afternoon at two o'clock, the people that go from septic to city. If some if the if an EMP goes off, are screwed. I I would personally, my in my situation, I, I'd rather I'd rather stay on septic. I for that reason alone, yes. Yep. So, well, talking about the well, and I don't know about people, if you're moving to a mountain town and say you're going to live there year round. Whenever we leave for more than like 36, 48 hours, we flip the breaker off to power the well. So if something happens and a pipe breaks. Yeah. You're not going to pump your well dry because that's the the key is, I don't know if you know what well diggers are getting right now, but if you got to get your well company out to pull your pump out because you burned it out yep. and re-drop a new pump, that's you're, you're looking 15 grand for yep. them to just come out with, with all the equipment depending on the depth of your well, but it ain't cheap. So for the new people that are moving in and they don't know well and septic and everything, if you're going to be gone more than, you know, if you're going to work, that's a different story. But if you're going to be gone more than, say, 36 hours away from the house, flip the breaker, turn your well off. Can't argue that. Yeah. Good idea. I, I I don't know. Next time you have your electrician on, yes. could you ask him if there's a way they could wire, like, a well on-off switch between the panel and, you know, like, put oh. it on the wall next to the panel? Great idea. And then this way you're not constantly yeah. operating the breaker, which you shouldn't do. Great idea. Um, I'm just wondering what that would cost to have an electrician come out and do it. Great, great. You know what? I just added that to my notes. I'll ask that, John. All right. Hey, John. Hey, man. Have a good day. Appreciate you. Thanks. You do the same. Uh, Stuart up in Loveland and Mark and Wiggins. Guys, hang tight. We'll come right back. Fix it radio. And also uh, the the – Items that we've talked about today on air as far as the cleaning agents, the pumice, the sign even. Producer Ann has all those up right now with links on fixitradio.com. So you can go there, buy those things. It's pretty easy. That way you don't have to search things around or even text me. We've got all that listed for you on the website right now, fixitradio.com. Premier Home Remodels can help you remodel while using the current equity already in your home. That equity has increased over the last decade due to the Colorado housing market boom. Premier knows that the sticker shock of remodeling will only increase, not decrease. So start planning now to build the space of your dreams. Your home's equity will also increase once construction starts, so use that as an advantage to get you the space you want. Premier's design team builds the project around your budget, and they will help you make it happen with the money already in your home. Their design team is tied directly to the success of the project. Work with a true design build team by going to klzradio.com slash remodel. That's klzradio.com slash remodel. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. 
Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original Asset Manager Loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take AIM, affordable interest mortgage. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Over twenty years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720-895-0500. regulated by Dora, equal credit lender. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Don't forget, uh, website, fixitradio.com. And again, we put all those different things up we've been talking about today on the website as well, where you can just click a link and off you go. Mark and Wiggins, you're next. Hey, good morning. Uh, I've got two questions. I'll try to make them quick. Yeah, I know fine. somebody else is on the line. but uh, So you guys were talking about plumbing, and, and a question popped up on my mind. Uh, 
last year we had to get our hot water tank replaced because we have hard water and unfortunately before that we didn't have a softener we have a softener now uh but it just killed the hot water tank um now it has this thing i guess it's called an expansion tank yes and um i've i've uh, seen online or, or read, i tried to read in my plumbing book but my plumbing book's so old it doesn't even have that in there um that you have to check that H- how often do you have to check those Oh, typically only if you hear your your well cycling more than it should be, then I would check it. Otherwise, you could you know you could put a gauge on it and check it once a year, Mark. But outside of that, no 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 need really to do it any more than that. Oh, we're on city water, but I guess one year. Oh, yeah. Uh, in that case, uh, once a year is fine. Just check it. Okay. So do I, when I check it, do I need to know the pressure of the city water before I check? No, the that expansion tank's got its own. Typically, look it up, but typically they're about thirty psi. Oh, okay. So it's not like it's I independent of everything else. Okay, it's just holding. Yeah, for some reason, they must have felt like you have some sort of a pressure drop at times, and they just did that expansion tank to keep that pressure stabilized. Is all they did. Got it. Okay. Um, the other question I have is um, more of an insurance question. Um, you know, I've, I've been a, a listener for a while, so I got American National years ago. And so I've not had to deal with, um, you know, getting a roof replaced up until now. Um, and uh, so I've gone through the whole process from, you know, getting an adjuster out here, check everything, have, you know, Dave Hart come out. He, he said, yeah, it's, it's probably messed up. You need to get it redone. So... I've gone through all of that to say this, that I have a shed in the backyard, Mm -hmm. and I listed it in the initial claim, and I just got a phone call yesterday saying that they had to put that on a supplementary, and it was declined because it wasn't damaged by hail, and and it was, you know, deemed by the adjuster that it wasn't damaged properly enough. Why, Why would they say that the, you know, the whole roof of the building is is okay to get replaced, but not a small shed. I, I just don't understand that. I would question that one. Good question. Talk to Paul. That doesn't make any sense, Mark. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll probably give him a call. Yeah, I would call I Paul. That makes no that. sense. And he, he, as you know, he's got some pull. I would call him. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Okay, sounds good. And, and, right, and so a lot of times, I'm... that's, you know, keep in mind, a lot of the companies right now, especially with all of the hail and everything we've had, are you talking to an actual American national adjuster, or is it like a third-party adjuster they've hired to come in and help? I thought it was American national. And it, and it could be question. either. That's the only reason why I asked is just to make sure, because, you know, if it's third-party, it's even worse. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, and I was having breakfast this morning with, with he's actually a, a, an electrical inspector. I'm not going to drop his name, but um, he, he has a metal roof. And I didn't know this until this morning. He said that he's had several storms damage his sure. when he had it inspected. Sure. But because it's it's metal, they don't consider it uh, um, damaged enough. It's cosmetic. It's That's right. It's cosmetic. That's right. And I thought, wow, I, I never knew anything oh, about yes. that. But yes. he also said that you can get cosmetic insurance. And, uh, I guess Which, if you're really looking at your house in that way, and you've got sections of it where it really is more there for the cosmetic end of it, yes, I'd make sure I was insuring it that way, Mark. Because yeah, they unless it's some sort of a a damage that's enough to where you're going to cause leaks in or around that metal roof, uh, yeah, typically it's a cosmetic issue. They're not going to cover it. 
Interesting. Yeah, yep. we've been thinking about building a new home, and then and uh, that's the one downside um, to metal is you got to make sure you're insuring that correctly. Yeah, yeah, didn't know anything about that until this Yes, morning, yeah, Steve's so, point uh, is who sees it. Well, sees you it. know, <laughs> you do and others. I mean, and it just depends. It depends on the color, and that's the other thing I would factor in, Mark. Look at colors that wouldn't show the damage as well as others in case that happens. Right, yeah, and he said because, well, I, don't, I think his is a green. I've, I've seen it, but it, he said you can see it clear as day. And, and The darker it is, the more you're going to see it, as you know. Yeah. Like, like a okay. car. Like a well, car. Like a car. Yep, it's like a car. Sense. Well, when I... I go to build in a few years. I'll, I'll know what to do. But anyway, yeah, and, and, show, and if you do that, that, use a lighter. You know, my my recommendation is use a lighter color for the tin, and then you don't have as big of an issue. Well, and that, wouldn't that save you some heating? Uh, or I'm sorry, AC. Uh, some AC probably well. you lose a little bit maybe in the winter, but if you get things insulated enough, that's kind of a non-issue, anyways. Got it. Makes sense. So. Cool. Thank no, you. Good guys. questions, Mark. Appreciate that. Those are those are solid questions. Stuart and Loveland, go ahead. Hey, how you doing? This good, morning? sir. How are you? Good, good. Hey, um, I'm calling about septic systems. I had septic uh, systems on two residences. One was a uh, cabin home up in the mountains yep. uh, in Jefferson County, and then I had one down in Littleton uh, in Arapahoe County. And you're correct on the inspections. When I sold both of them, you have to go through yep. Tri-County Health. Sure do. They have to do, and then you have to have tanks pumped. That's right. I use Columbia Sanitation. They're very good. Very yeah, that's reasonable. who. That's who I use as well, Stuart. Yeah, that's my. Those yeah, are my guys. They're, they're good guys. And then uh, we also used Incorporated BioSafe One, which is an, a bug. Oh. Uh, this company was the one that uh, helped clean up the Exxon Valdez spill, uh, oil spill. So they yep. have these little bugs you put in once a month uh, in the toilet furthest away from the tanks, and we had two tanks. Uh, in Littleton, yeah, you know, and, and by the way, property. for what you what you just said there, that's a lot. A lot do. Uh, in fact, most of your modern systems will run, as you know, they'll run off of two tanks. And I don't know. I'm not an engineer, a septic engineer. I can imagine why they use two tanks. But to your point, you got to make sure that if you have two, you're getting them both pumped as well. Right. Well, the reason why we had to have two tanks is because the way the house was originally designed and the way it lay on the land. Uh, we had a, a tank, uh, we had a deep basement, a 10-foot basement, uh, so um, the bottom, we also had an ejector pump, but, um, yep, which yep. Is, uh, and uh, we used Castle Rock for them. But anyway, um, they pumped from one tank to the upper tank in order to let it flow into the leach field, which is my entire backyard, and it was a closed system, so it was like three and a half, four feet down in the ground covered with rock. And um, we never had a problem with it. And also what we did is we made sure, and a lot of people don't think of this. I know they, um, you know, you clean out your filter on your dryer and everything, but your washing machine, we had a pre-filter before it pumped the water out into the septic system. Um, It was like a big carburetor um, cleaner. Okay. And it would trap the lint from the clothes. You would not believe how much lint goes down the drain from your washing machine, from just washing clothes. And we would intercept that prior to getting it pumped in and drained into our septic system. And when Columbia Systems checked my tanks, they said I had the cleanest tanks they had ever seen. Wow. I had only an inch and a half of sludge in the bottom, and that was it. And these were 1,000-gallon tanks. Wow, good least. for you. No, and you know what, I... You know, I tend to do the same thing you do, and if you maintain these and take care of them, you won't have yep. that sludge buildup over time. That's the key to it, as you know. Yep, and you have to educate, like you said, your yep. guests, 
Yep. What not to That's do. That's right. It's a whole different ball game. To, yeah, it's a whole different. Now I'm up here in Loveland, and I'm on city and all that, and that's all cool. You probably still but treat still it the same way you did septic, though. Yes, we do. Because you learned. <laughs> yeah, we learned. And we even throw the bugs in the proper in the toilet now and flush. Yeah, I, you, you, so, I mean, uh, it's funny. When you learn to do it that way, you just keep doing it. That's right. Well, you guys have a good one. Stuart, good one. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for the tip on that product. I just sent that product that Stuart was talking about as well to her. We'll get that up on Fix-It Radio as well. So if that's a product that you'd like to, to use, according to Stuart's recommendation, which I had not heard of. So, Stuart, thank you, by the way, for that. We have great listeners, by the way. Steve, you know that as well. We yes. Just a great community of people. You guys all help each other out. We're sort of just the mouthpiece for a lot of you, where it goes back and forth, yes, we share information as well. But you all share a lot of information as well. I know Steve feels the same way. Uh, again, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service with me, will be here for Drive Radio also. But, Steve, I learn as much from all of them, I think, as they do from me at times. Yeah, me as well. I, 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 I learn a lot more. Every I, time I go home from this <laughs> show on a Saturday, I learn something every single weekend. So all of you listening thank you very much again we got another full hour coming your full three hours coming your way for drive radio if it's tuesday rush to reason again four hours of that will follow this as well if you're listening on tuesday but all of you thank you so much for listening we do appreciate it very much text line 307 282 so if you're listening to a replay you can still text us a question as well we'll be right back this is klz 560 Opinions expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.